Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman Sisters. This week we watched The Other Boleyn Girl from 2006, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, with a shocking 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. It earned every one of those. Every single one. (laughs) And not a penny more. (laughs) But before we start talking about this film, bitch, let's sync up. Please. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, Nothing. What did I, like, it's a, it's... Like, what did I do? You, you know, went to your niece's birthday party. I did do that. And I did do that. at a birthday dinner for you. And then we went to picnic for dinner for me. Yeah. And I did get a sick-ass uh, candle from you. Oh, The yeah. Casey Musgraves. Well, you've got more coming, I, you know. Yes, yeah, of yeah. course. But I just... But obviously, mom's gift... I copped the I copped the Casey. Yeah, trust. <laughs> from voicemails. Uh, oh, yeah. And the uh, the San Jose robe, which mm. I'm pretty stoked about. Mom texted me, and she was like, do you think she would like this? And I was like, bitch, yes, she would like it. It's Literally, just a $200 robe. Her? You birthed a Taurus. <laughs> Like, and then I saw it and I was like, I might want one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so chic. I think I had actually suggested that to her as a gift suggest for something for like dad a while back. Yeah. You know, but. Have you tried it on? Is it comfy? I haven't yet. I okay. need to. I want to um, know about the fit. You know, is it like, lo- it's one size, right? Yeah. So it should be well, pretty I, like loosey. I, I had the Havana on one, so it was pretty loose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is perfect because we just flipped the stock tank. Oh, um, wonderful. Back over. Wonderful. So it's summer, girls. It is. I did warmth. Cl- and I did this last year, too. Like, very beginning of tourist season, near mm-hmm. it. Just found myself laying in the grass of my yard. Mm. In a bike eye. Mm. You know. That's so nice. Yeah, it's in- it's interesting because we are in a one-story uh, sandwich between two two-stories. So it's mm. like, give them a show. Yeah. You know. Well, you know. I mean, they deserve. The, the girls ate. <laughs> They good. She went out there in her J. Crew bikini. <laughs> Forest green, a sensible color. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it seems like on brand, right? That's elegant. Thank yeah. you. Um, I'm very good for your skin tone. Thank you. Famously, mom always says we should wear jewel tones. I don't know if that's mom advice. That? Oh, she says that. She has told me that so many times in my life. Like, if I'm going to get photos <laughs> she's taken. She's, like, given up on giving me She's like, wear a jewel beauty. tone. It looks great with your skin. But then I kind of wonder if that's advice that every mother gives their child about getting photos taken. Well... I don't know. I'm curious because you and I don't have the same skin tone. So I don't know why she yeah, would give us both no, that advice. No, we're both rather pale, you know. I mean, you're not as pale as me, but you are still of light skin. Well, okay, only because it's April. But <laughs> but go off. Talk to me again in two months. Look at my hands. Those are tan hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, You I hateful Claude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my hands look like this so your face can look like that. Are you kidding me? These are tan hands. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we, we are not the same. I am, like, Mediterranean, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what I've been up to. How yeah. are you? What are you up to? Well, we had Marigold's first birthday party, but for her second birthday mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. And uh, so I was, like, getting <laughs> – I was going to go to the store and get cupcakes – um, the night before, and I went to our local H-E-B. Okay, also, let me just... Our, ooh, hello. Our oldest Someone's child's second in. birthday was um, at the Thinkery, and I got, like, these beautiful, like, edible glitter cupcakes from Sugar Mamas and, you know, whatever. And then for her fourth, Parker was like, kids don't care about pissy cupcakes. I know that you think they're pretty and aesthetic, but, like, just, just get the H-E-B. H-E-B kind. Yeah. And so... Uh, I went to RHEB and they were sold out. And this girl was like, "Yeah, we can put. I can put an order for you, um, but it's a twenty-four hour lead time." And I was like, "This party's in the morning." So I went to the other HEB that's like not far from here, 
and and um, blessedly they had um, two dozen. And but I like. I was like, Parker, I mean, only I think only like five kids of RSVP. Like, should I just get like one dozen? He's like, no, go ahead and get two. And I was on the phone with mom in H-E-B, like just, you know, catching up about her trip to South Carolina. And I was like, you know, yeah, like I only got messages from like a handful of people that are that are coming. I was kind of sad. And she was like, I, I thought like a lot of people said they were coming. And I was like, no, girl, look again, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I got home and saw your text and you're like, whoa, 37 people RSVP'd. And I was I mean, like, oh my gosh. More popular than me. Yeah. But I think, um, I think like a lot of the kids in her preschool class or their parents are like, okay, we're ready. Like the yeah, this pretty was, weather we're in, you know, this was the turn up. So, um, that was exciting. She kind of didn't really know what to do with the whole experience, I think, but, um, it was, it was a lovely day. And then we went to picnic, like you said, for your birthday. It was my first time there. And Tig does not have an appropriate appreciation for good food. Like, we went to Patrizzi's the night before, and I mm-hmm. got her cacio e pepe, and she was like, this is spicy. It is spicy, though. But, like, it's like, just, And it doesn't make sense that it's cacio e pepe, and it's, it's spicy, pepper. But, it, but it is. Yeah. There, I, it's not just the pepper. There's something spicy. There's, you're not like, thinking about the, capsaicin in there. You're not thinking about not thinking the thing about I Diavolo. I am oh, thinking about I love the cacio e pepe. There yeah. is a, there's an edge to yeah. it. But she says that about, like, things that are... Like, especially not spicy. And then we ordered her those chicken tenders at Picnic. And she was like, these are different. They're not like my regular chicken nuggets. And I was like, yeah, baby, because they're like good chicken. And they're like. It looks delicious. I like wanted to break my whole 30 to eat those oh nuggets. Oh, my God. Yeah, Parker had some and he said they were delicious. He put them on his salad the next day. She but- didn't like that burger at, um, what's it called? Help me out. Place near you. Outdoor. Oh, Contigo. Contigo. And she that was honestly, a delicious burger. She eats like 10 things. It's really upsetting. <laughs> but I think that's, you know, age she's appropriate. A, she's she's almost six. You know, it's what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, like Sunday we were just wiped because being outside in the sun with like a bunch of toddlers running around is pretty exhausting. So um, yeah, and then I walked with Angelie last night um, and finished watching this flick. I watched it in two installments. Bless you. (laughs) Sorry. Wow. Um, Wow. Watching this was a blast from the past, though, because I read this book when it came out. I remember Philippa Gregory haunting our home. I got it for Christmas. I think it was the year that it came out, 2001. 660 pages, and I read all of them on Christmas break. What a nerd. And (laughs) I mean, like, I I was going to say it. Yeah. Um, And, like, watching this and, like, having learned a little bit more about the tutors since then i'm like this is not accurate this it is was, not appropriate first of all uh, we've who even said the movie it's the 2006 yeah. the other berlin girl yeah, i said it at the top okay cool um didn't hear that thank you sorry yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so i don't even i don't even bother to see who directed it I didn't I'm either i'm uh, really on my the cast game. though is like everybody is in this movie they, Everybody is in this movie. They, it was 2008, actually. Oh, 2008. Yes. Okay. They, there was something that, like, happened around this time, and it, like, where they would just cram, yeah. like, these, these stars together. Can you imagine? I mean, this movie has the Oscar award-winning, twice, Natalie Portman and Oscar-nominated Scarlett Johansson. Right. Who are, like, not English 
playing extremely, English women. Extremely not English. Yeah. And I will say, mm, who do you think effectively did the accent more? Girl, I was going to say, I'm not sure either of them nailed it 100% of the time. It was like stars before they were stars, even though Natalie Portman was already a huge star. Right. And also probably Scarlett Johansson. You know... I hate to say this, but I think I'm going to give it to Scarlett on this one because at least she didn't have very many lines and she said them all rather sotto voce. Thank you. <laughs> you know how I love when you use so. sotto voce. I, yeah, she sort of had to mumble them. Yeah. And I, I have to, I mean, so much to say. I will say that when I was watching this, I was like, I, I cannot believe that I saw this in the theaters. <laughs> Because this feels like a Showtime right. starring Jodie Comer type beat. <laughs> <laughs> type beat. You, you know, know, it does. Also, having read the book, I guess in my head I had conflated the content of the book with the content of the movie. And there are some pretty key ways in which they're different. I'm excited to hear this. One of which, though, is the graphic nature of sex. Because in the book, it is, as I recall quite graphic. See, this is why you sped right through it, because you a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's like there's not that that much of it described, I guess. Well, there probably Wait, is. And how do they know? You mean how do they know, like, how much sex people had? No, I, the, the the quantity is no mystery to me. Right. But, like, if she's getting, like, steamy with the right. nasties of it, well, I It's suppose- a fictional account, obviously. Naturally. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fiction. I guess I shouldn't have. I should have told you that. Okay. I. Silly me. Yeah. Wait, and she still made that bitch 600 pages long? It's not even like a scholarly text? No, girl. No, I mean, like. The other other thing. You are nasty, too, for coming up with that one. So I also fell into, this will surprise no one, um, Tudor TikTok for a while there. And there was this one woman who was aggressively promoting her book. And it was something like, it was Anne Boleyn. like saint or like I can't remember it was like whore or virgin or I can't remember what the title was anyways she um was very loud about like you know everybody says this and this and this about Anne Boleyn but actually blah 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 okay I thought she was cooler when she was a slut (laughs) so like you don't need to right you don't need to do that and um but then it turns out that a bunch of people on Tudor TikTok hate this woman this author because they're like she's not even a scholar like Tudor scholarship is like it's a it's a very small band of people that's sort of surprising to me given like the media representation of Tudors yeah I know which scholarship do you think is the biggest because get you know based off of the history channel it's got to be Rome or World War II oh yeah probably probably but like all those people that you see on those like talking heads those are like usually like a handful of it's like three professors yeah exactly exactly interesting who are like deep in the text i mean the biggest gamble you're going to take in your life is choosing to invest like 12 years into into learning about a specific thing i know about the tutors like that how does that affect most people's day-to-day life now it doesn't and it's it's going it's getting increasingly hard to like sort of defend that you know but you know what's interesting so i also just started listening to this podcast um about the middle ages called um we're not so different and it's hosted by this professor dr eleanor yanega and she was talking about how um like part of the work of modern medieval scholars is undoing the work of victorian medieval scholars medieval lauren on tiktok has touched on this point yes because so much of like what we understand about medieval Europe 
is a complete fabrication from the Victorians because it was fun to like they were cre- you know creative if nothing else other yeah. than that. Um, and so I wonder now if there's like a lot of Tudor scholarship that is attempting to undo some things that got into our heads because like doesn't that make you wonder how many times in history that kind of thing happened oh probably continually like that's why i guess that's why history continues to be a subject yeah you learn in school yeah because you're always just uh, reevaluating things through a different lens and it just keeps like building or things certain lenses get wiped out the understanding of the dark ages was that all the progress from the roman empire was just lost like that was what everyone that's what i believed all growing up yeah they just forgot how to use that technology just rusted over totally and that's not at all what happened well and then like just decentralized exactly and one thing that i also i was just listening to this that that podcast had a two-part episode series about sex in the middle ages Mm -hmm. and like the way people their attitudes about it and i this shocked me and I would I was thinking about it when I watched this movie um she said that basically for medieval Christians specifically like especially pious people but really I guess it was like a broad cultural attitude in western Europe this was taken directly from ancient Rome the idea that men had a sex drive was considered inappropriately feminine they viewed Whoa. they viewed women as the ones that were like sexually like they had a sexual appetite Mm -hmm. and that it was unmanly to have a sexual appetite because it meant that you didn't have control over your body and your like your feelings huh and it's kind of that very like ancient roman idea of like i am fully in control of myself and like stoicism stoicism yeah like mind over matter kind Uh of thing so that was still very in vogue but it's funny seeing like henry the eighth being portrayed as just like i mean it, it, it everything i've ever seen has been like this man had an insatiable lust for women and I mean, I do think a lot of it was like his weird quest to find an heir towards the end there. But like, he had mistresses the entire time, and yeah. like children with some of them, you know? Huh. So, anyways, um, I guess let's start with the the plot of this flick. That's hard to say. Um, so <laughs> at the beginning, um, there's Kristen Scott Thomas and Mark Rylance are the parents of these these kids. Which- was I ever so young that I went to the movies and didn't know who those people were? Right. Like, truly. I, I know. I I'm, was, in, I'm embarrassed. I'm in tears almost. <laughs> tears almost. Um, and in this film and in the book, they make it so that the birth order is assumed to be Anne, Mary, George. In reality, it was George first mm-hmm. and then almost certainly Mary and then Anne. So Anne is almost certainly the youngest, but the, the reason we don't know is that both of them have a range of dates that they could have been born in. And it's like, it's if not you look funny, at, people didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Marie and, or sorry, uh, Anne Boleyn was born somewhere between 1499 and 1507, like an eight year range. So it's like, was she 35 or 27 when she died? Like, oh, yeah. you know, it seems that matters. important to know that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, the parents are um, talking about how their their daughter Anne has been requested to marry this merchant's family's son, like a betrothal, when their kids are kids, and they're like, mm, I kind of have like my high, my sights high, set higher for her, so like let's send Mary instead. So Mary is played by Scarlett Johansson on her wedding day. 
Anne and her brother visit her, and Natalie Portman. Brother played by, what's his face? Jim Sturgis. Jim Sturgis, who, who never, never happened. happened. Um, and Anne says something like, it's your day, I'm just the other Boleyn girl. Help. That No, I, <laughs> this is. 911. <laughs> I'll wait. Jail. <laughs> Straight through jail. <laughs> Straight through jail. So it's like seven minutes into the movie, and they've already said the name of the movie. It's, yikes. You've seen the, um, uh, the UCB like this show do you uh-uh. from the 90s uh-huh yeah um, where the dude uh, works at a video store and he keeps saying that he said the titular line in a movie and, like he keeps showing up being like I'm just so sick of these godfathers <laughs> it's always I'm just so sick of yeah because so Craig always says that yeah, yeah anytime we're watching something in the so titular sick of these line other happens, Berlin girls. yeah he would replace that with I'm just getting so sick of these other Berlin girls <laughs> so um, at court Catherine of Aragon who's the queen she has a stillbirth and um, they, that, that's shown to be like a regular problem for Henry VIII because he's got one daughter that's lived, mm-hmm. Mary, one legitimate daughter that's lived. And by legitimate, that's a term they used then. I'm not, yeah, all no, children are no legitimate. No one thinks you're a monster. Go on. <laughs> right. So, um, Mary's husband is bric a brac Crisper Drawer himself. Hate to see you, King. Lindsay, it's <laughs> it's too far divorced. I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Bric a um, brac what? Crisper drawer. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, I'm going to spend the rest of the episode just slack-jawed trying to think of other ones. <laughs> so, um, at this point, we see the scheming villain of the movie, Thomas Howard, who is their uncle. Um, this movie has a real, real problem with uh, exposition. Oh, they, my God. They love to have this guy come in and explain the stakes of the current situation as it is. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if this was caught up in the writer's strike mess, but I know that was just TV, but it was around was that it just time. TV? I don't okay, know. It see, could this be. is like a unique trait of our family in that we remember this as if it were the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> TV was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it happened for eight weeks. <laughs> in my mind, it was two years. It, I remember it being so long. Like Here's whole seasons of there shows were screwed up. There wasn't even a writer's strike issue. Movies were just really bad. It turns out. For, no, seriously. Yeah, get, for well, years. Like, most of my time in high school, movies yeah. were just really bad. Yeah. And ones that weren't are absolutely the exception. And we went to all, all of them. them. Every single one of them. Everyone, yes, man, yes. I'm there. <laughs> yes, we were. What else was I going to do in that town? Golf? Right. No. No, not that. So, anyways, their Uncle Thomas Howard and their father, Mr. Berlin, have a full conversation of exposition about the state of the royal marriage. And the father offers Anne up as a little distraction for the king. And so the uncle's like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Um... So Henry and his retinue, which is a word I think I meant to use years ago when I said cortege instead, but they're okay, both and good then words when to have. I used cortege later, I mean, like, hey, are you proud of me? You're like, you did it wrong. <laughs> That's not that much cheese. Cortege is a funeral cortege. Okay. A retinue for a funeral. You have a little, like, food on your face, and I think everyone in a podcast <laughs> is going to care. Okay. Um, sorry, Henry and his retinue come to Anne's family's house, and Anne is put on flirting duty. Um, but they all go out for a ride, and Henry falls off his horse trying to impress Anne by chasing a stag down a ravine. Can we talk Stupid. about the, the horror movie direction that they did for this? Like, that yeah. on that part? Where they had, like, a covered body coming up? The whole the whole build-up to that hunt yeah. was, like, very much um, aesthetically a horror movie. Like, yeah. They did all these shots, like, through keyholes. Oh, my God. That were, like, kind of blurred, or, like, shots that put you in the point of view of someone who's in hiding. So it's, like... Okay, why? why? What's going what on What are you there? trying to convey there? Right. 
And then these like weird tilt shift things in the woods, like it was like the witch. Oh my God. But over and over. And so when I, you know, I'm working, doing my little marketing. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and uh, like I look up from the TV, this is yesterday <laughs> afternoon, I had some mindless things to do, but um, I was like, what am I watching? You know? Yeah. And not realizing it's just a man getting injured on a hunt. Right. No, and they not, also had major issues with the musical cues in this movie, I thought. Yeah. Being inappropriately dramatic for the stakes of what was... Because I kept being like, okay, what's happening? And then nothing happened. Right. Right. It's weird. Some weird shit. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Mary um, is, I guess, gifted at healing. I don't know. So she's sent to tend to Henry's wounds. And while he's laying there, he's like, hey, you're a pretty young thing. Why have I not seen you here? And so to hear Scarlett Johansson be like, I'm easy to overlook. Shut up. Next to Natalie Portman, like, y'all are both... Tens. Absolute tens, tens, tens across tens, the board. Tens across the board. I... No one is easy to overlook in that scenario. No, honey, I'd be looking. Watch me go cross-eyed. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... Yeah. Straight... They're both ass. gorgeous. This is why my eyes don't work right now. <laughs> They're worn out. Oh, no. I, um... That was crazy. Anytime you try to, like, make her demure, it's just not going to work. And I'm sorry. It's just because you're only so hot. Scarlett Johansson. Her lips are like that. It ain't right. It ain't right. They're just like that. I know. Shouldn't have to pay for them or anything. (laughs) So rude. It's extremely rude. This movie does the same thing. Because we have not mentioned that Eric Banana plays... Yes. He's um, Henry. Henry VIII. He's Australian. I forget. The people forget. I do forget. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I forget he's a person, frankly. He always looks like he wants to host Survivor. Yeah, he does. Like, if he's a perfectly he attractive what man. Jeff Probst has. has. <laughs> he does. Um, no, he is perfectly attractive, but it's like the it's material just, isn't quite coming together for me. Right. It's just like a nonstick pan. Everything just kind of slides right off. Like, I just forget. Teflon Banna. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything I've ever seen him in, I'm like, was he good in that? I don't know. He was in the uh, Time Traveler's Wife movie. Do you remember that? I do. Who else was in that with him? Well, I want to say Rachel McAdams, but I think I I'm think wrong. I think you might be right. I'm. I get that in the lake house. I same because <laughs> it's both like my boyfriend who really can't be counted on for anything. <laughs> um, hold on, Time Traveler's wife was depressing as I. It recall. was, and I I will never forget them playing the even sadder version of Lover's Spit. No that broken social scene. No um, time. Yeah, it was Rachel McAdams, uh, wow. and Ron Livingston was also in it. I'm sure. I'm sure is, you know an absolute sex pot trying to drag her away from her marriage. He just always shows up to be like a bad luck Chuck, you know? He really does. It's because he's got a very trustable And yet I root for him. I do, I do root for him. You know, Eric Bana's face just looks like it's like in italics. Yeah. Like something's, something is a little shifted. (laughs) It just doesn't quite work for you. He looks like Christopher Moltisanto. Yeah. But, like, sculpt, sculpt him a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Henry calls Mary to court. Anne is pissed because she's like, this was supposed to be my gig. Um, also, Anne, or sorry, Mary, you're, like, married already, but whatever. Right. It is It is not great. It's not great. So, they both get gigs as Catherine's ladies-in-waiting. 
Um, and Catherine immediately knows something's up and she reads Mary's whole life. This is actually an incredible scene. And she goes, Oh, my husband must have seen some wonderful talent in you that he knew I would appreciate for him to send you to be my lady in waiting. Are you, are you a skilled dressmaker? And she's like, no. And she's like, you must be a poet then. And she's like, no. And she's like, well then obviously you're a great singer. Please sing for us. And it's like terrible. And it's kind of funny because Scarlett Johansson released an album. Do you recall that she put out an album with Pete Yorn? <laughs> Was it Pete Yorn? I thought she had done something with Nick Cave. Oh, lest you worry, she he, put out an album it? of Nick Cave. It was either Nick covers. Cave covers or like B-side Leonard Cohen covers, but I think it was Nick Cave. Oh no, no, no! Uh, no let me confirm no, no, that it was. No, 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 no! To me, it felt pretty pick me. Yeah. So they have a royal ball, like I think, pretty much that night. Um, at which point we see Juno Temple. Love to see you, Queen, as Jane Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is weird to see her and Benedict Cumberbatch in a movie together again after like the ickiness of their roles in Atonement. Oh God, I forgot about that. Since that was how I like was introduced. Um, she uh, pretty uh, quickly is somebody that like George is like I can't stand her. Like as soon as you see her on camera, they're Anne and Mary's brother George is like. This woman is such a schemer. She's a social climber. Like, I'm not into it. About? About Jane Parker, Juno Temple's character. Oh, yeah, character. yeah, yeah, yeah. And ironically, later, he has to marry her. So, Henry approaches Mary and just bends down. All he says is one word, tonight. Ugh. Bitch, bone chilling. That's disgusting. Um, I just need proof that Henry was hot. Because people keep telling me. And I just have never seen And I haven't seen it. a photo. Uh, right. So. I mean, casting Jonathan Reese Myers as him in the Tudors, what a favor. Honestly. I, I, there are, like, allegedly things here and there that are like, oh, yeah, no, he was actually quite fetching as a youth. I don't buy it. Right. I mean, is it in the way that everybody's attractive when they're young compared to how they look when they're old? You know right, what I mean? Right, right. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. So, um, Henry and Mary bond over second child problems. LOL, this conversation did not happen. Um, and also, Mary might not be the youngest child after all. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, before they bone. And also, uh, yeah, LOL, she's probably the oldest. But the next morning, the Danish girl himself, Eddie Redmayne. His face is just so odious. I can't. So odious. And you know what? I, I feel like I unlocked something about why a little bit. Why? Because those lips don't actually move when he talks. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he, yep. He just kind of opens his mouth and spits words out of it. Yeah, but then he's like, he, he's got the Tom Hardy like bubblegum lips. Yeah. Except Tom Hardy is bae. Bae. Ooh, I have not said that in five years. I felt like <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's bae. Um, by the way, Scarlett Johansson's covers album was Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah. It gets worse. Yeah, and it does get worse. Uh, with, um, she did it with uh, David Bowie and Yeah, 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 as we're on there. Interesting. And How'd then, she pull that? No, she had performed also at Coachella with the Jesus and Mary Chain. Hmm. Her. I. I. Hmm. Okay. Spin was not particularly impressed with Johansson singing. Some critics found it to be surprisingly alluring, a bravely eccentric selection, and a brilliant album with ghostly magic. Okay. It's just because she's pretty. It's it's just because she's pretty, guys. <laughs> and I mean, named the album the twenty third best album of two thousand eight. How many albums came out that year? What a time. 22? What a time. <laughs> it, it peaked at number 126 on the Billboard 200. We were bored. 
We were so bored. In 2008, we were so bored. Yeah. Jansen started listening to Waits when she was 11 or 12. I don't know. I doubt it. His melodies are so beautiful. His voice is so distinct. And I had my own way of doing Tom Waits songs. Okay. Okay. Then in 2009, she um, she and Pete Yorn, someone we don't talk about because I think he... He's a, he's a relic of that time. I think he's just a plant from the iTunes store. <laughs> I ever, only ever saw that name when I was like searching. Industry plant. That's exactly it, right. The first industry plant was Pete Yorn. Famously. <laughs> um, released a collaborative album, Breakup, and Inspired by Serge Gainsbourg's duets with Bridget Bar- Brigitte Bardot. Okay. Y'all the, wish. the one song I heard off of there, I cannot tell you, I think was inspired by Serge Gainsbourg even one little bit because that, and I like the song, but the song was made for Christmas time at Starbucks. Oh, no. You know no, the song? No, no. Uh, Search Your Heart? You should play a little bit of it. Uh, play, play right it now? Sing. Okay. Hold on. Let me find it. All right, listener. Uh, I listened, but then I realized you couldn't hear it. So I'll just confirm for you: uh, it's not great, and it does sound like Starbucks red cup music. Yeah, it's literally. I guess what I would say about it is, it would be like if Damien Rice had one good day. Mm. He was like, "I don't need to be sad today." Yeah, he said, "You know what? I got a full eight hours last night." Yeah, if Damien Rice had a full eight hours and was like, "Might, might mess around, record a jingle yeah. for Starbucks." I had, I had a bunch of water when I first woke up. I feel real hydrated, yeah, ready I to go. The last time that man had water was. Oh, man. Um, so, okay, yeah. so what's happening? Betty Redmayne comes to collect Mary the morning after she has sex with Henry. And she gets the third degree from her parents, her husband, and her uncle. I mean, get over it. <laughs> like, they're all, I know, but like, it's so awkward. Her husband's standing there like, oh, God. Oh, I'm and joking. they're all like, this is, to be upset. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is uh, great. I'm so glad that he had fun with you. Um, and their mom starts to say, shame how I raise these girls so carefully to feather them to be traded around for men's amusement. Like, she got her, like... Her little snippy moment in. Mini, miniature, like, feminist moment, which I'm sure was not even remotely how people thought about things at the time. Oh, I mean, there's... Later on, there's a real good girl boss moment, too, yeah. that we'll, we'll get to. But her scheming brother, the uncle, tells her to leave before thinking out loud, Catherine of Aragon will never give Henry a son. If only Mary could give him a child, and that child could be a boy. Like, who wrote this? I... A child. It was a the child. writer's strike. <laughs> Obviously. So a capuchin monkey at a typewriter wrote this. <laughs> um, Anne secretly marries Henry Percy, which is a guy at court she thought was hot. I, You know what I like about him, that actor? Is he looks like Royals hot. Royals hot. Like, like he looks like he could be yeah, a, it's like a courtier. Yeah, it's not like model hot, but like hot to be oh, in that family. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to be at court, for and, sure. Yeah, he kind of looked like if things went well for William. Oh, yeah. God. Mm. And they just didn't. They just didn't. And you know, it's weird because he's got so much money, but like, I guess money can't make you attractive. I I wonder if the family's like, no, no, it would be. We age with grace here. For us, we don't do Botox, uh, do hair plugs. Oh God. So, um, their brother George tells Mary, like, "Oh my gosh, it's so great." Anne married Henry Percy last night, and Mary's like, "Um, not cool." So she narks on them, and they get a lecture because he had been engaged to someone else, and apparently that's like a super, super big no-no for a senior member of the court, like a duke, mm-hmm. to marry without the king's say so. So Anne gets sent to the French queen's court as punishment. Almost certainly not the reason that she went to France, right? And she had been there, I think, when she was like a lot younger than this. Like, I think and she grew it, up there the for a are, time. Whatever they want them to be. Whatever we need them to be. Actually, when Anne was in France, Mary was there with her. I learned about this last night, too. Mm -hmm. So this movie portrays Anne as, like, 
more scheming and potentially like not actually necessarily sexually promiscuous, but more um, knowing sexually. Yeah. But apparently, Mary had a reputation in the French court for being um, wild. Uh, yeah, she had fun. Okay, uh, the, the word no was something sweet like ribalda or something. Basically, oh, like yeah, it's basically ribald. Um, and I okay, think the, the French king called her like the village mule or something because okay. <laughs> rude, rude. Go on because people. But apparently, she was she was fun. Like people said, Mary was like a good time, but she was also like a good time. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Um. So, but this movie portrays Mary as like it's very like virgin whore dichotomy in this film between mm-hmm. these sisters. Well, this and was two thousand eight. Women were just invented. Exactly. Like the, Obviously, the year before, famously. Um, so Mary gets pregnant, um, as evidenced by vomiting. Classic. It's always how you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets a new house or wing of the palace. I think it's a wing. A new title, and her brother gets a new title and is engaged to Jane Parker, um, who he's always like, I don't like her. Her brother always just comes around with some weird, like, from the jump, it was some weird flowers in the attic shit. Oh, yeah. You know, like, they're a little too cuddly. And then, like, I had forgotten, in the book, I think there's supposed to be, like, a gay undertone about George. And I was reading, like, the movie sort of does, but I didn't catch any of that. Mm, I guess. I can see that would make a little more sense now. Yeah. Um, and there have been persistent rumors that George Boleyn was gay, but like, I mean, people say whatever, like, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So, um, but anyways, Mary starts bleeding early. She's worried she has a miscarriage, but she has not. The baby's still there, but they're like, you have to start your lying in early. And it looks like prison. Like they literally bar the windows. Ooh. And, but that bedding though. Okay. It, uh, that's the thing about those Tudor movies is the bedding always looks cozy. That like uh, embroidered linen mm-hmm. long pillow she was laying on, I was like, "Bitch, luxury! Give that's, me that! Give me that!" Um, so their uncle is like, "Oh, now that Mary is out of the king's bed, he's going to start looking for other little playthings." Like, Ugh. and so they bring Anne back um, to to hopefully draw his attention to her so that he doesn't start looking around at other women. And she charms everybody with her study abroad stories. She starts roasting the French king because she knows Henry will lap it up. But that green dress, though, that okay. was pretty iconic. Well, the, the roasting, that's the scene where she like, makes some other little comment about like woman. It was a very, yes, hunty girl boss. Yes. Charlie X, yes. Yes. Know. What was it? Something about, like, and you believe... A woman can be the equal of a man. And oh she's like, there God. has been much debate about whether um, men and women can be equals. But uh, we've decided that you do have some redeeming properties. So it was we've a Maxine mug. It was so a Maxine mug. Like, yeah, it was like, I'm looking for a man with a VCR. A very cute rear. <laughs> Exactly. But Henry is above and beyond. Uh, above and beyond. <laughs> above yeah, and I heard that. <laughs> I heard that, Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> above all things, Henry is like a narcissist. <laughs> above and beyond. <laughs> it's like the, you can't repress the theater kid forever. Like, it's, it's coming out. That's terrible. Um... So, um, he laps up any compliments that she gives him, and also she looks really good doing it, so I think he's like, oh, okay, I like this queen. Well, they also were playing it like, he wants her so bad because she won't give it up. Oh, my God. Like, it felt 
um, kind of like teen movie. Yes. From the 90s. Like, yes. She's nasty, but she's playing the good girl and he can't stand it. Whereas, like, starring Matthew Lillard. And in this movie, they're also set it up so that, like, the actual good girl is the one who caved to his demands, but, you know, was thrown aside. And it's like, so who wins in this situation? Should I be, should I be overly solicitous or overly hard to get? Which, which is it? Which one's the right answer? Listen, I, I remember hearing a group of boyfriends mock the boobies of a girl that they, one of them hooked up with. Or, like, I heard a story that one of them said that. I wasn't present But, right, it's like, she hooked up with you. Shut up. Like, what a favor she did letting you bat at them. Right. And you're over here being like, they went to my liking. Like, you're not going to get a Fabergé egg. You are 17 years old. Oh you take the boobie God. you get. You thank the woman because it's the best boobie in the world because it's her boobie. Right. Exactly. And one that you're interacting with. Right. Weirdo. This shouldn't even be happening. It shouldn't. <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Anyway, it's just she like this a favor. Movie. <laughs> so, um, Alfie Allen, hey. Yeah. Speaking of other people I have, I never think about. And you know what? The song Alfie was out by that point. It was, yeah. So, that man had a lot of nerves showing up in public. He sure did. After his sister told everyone that he is messy, unkempt. And a pothead. And a pothead. Uh-oh. So, he is a messenger. I think his title is literally, like, royal messenger yeah. in the movie. He brings Anne a present from the king, but she's like, no, no thank you, and sends it back to flirt. She goes to visit Mary and is such a bitch to her. Oh, my God. It, like, it was like the Cola Scola, uh, help I've... I help I've fallen? Or help I'm stuck? Help I'm stuck, but the Jennifer Convertibles thing. Like, the classic, like, I came here just to be a bitch. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. She, it's like, a, it feels like a relic from an old time. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Joan Crawford literally, kind of moment. Yeah, everyone go watch the Cola, Help I'm Stuck. Cola Scola, um... Jennifer Convertibles. I need to rewatch it. I, I think we're going to do remembering. it the second we're done recording. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, when she's visiting Mary and being like, mm, it really sucks you got knocked up, huh? Alfie returns for a second delivery attempt. And uh, she's like, no, the king should be giving gifts to my sister. I don't know why you would want to send me gifts. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Mary had a baby eats a boy, but it's... Uh, <laughs> that... Commercial it's, is it, iconic. It is an informing text. Yeah, uh, but it's right after Henry has professed that he's got the hots for Anne and demanded, uh, like, he's like, I have to be with you, I have to be with you. And she says, fine, as long as you never sleep with your, your wife or my sister ever again. I'll consider it. I'll give you hope, I guess, is what, what he's asking for. Um, so... She, Anne goes to be the one to tell Mary that she and the baby have to leave. And she victim blames her for this whole mess. She's like, you know, I mean, you shouldn't have given yourself up so easily. And Mary's like, I gave myself to a man I loved and he loved me. And Anne says, a man's love is worthless. Love is of no value without power and position. If I give the king a son, he will not bear the name bastard. Like everything. I'm a, I'm a bitch in the boardroom. And a bore in, in the bedroom. And a bear on the toilet. <laughs> It's like everything they have her say is very, like, they're telling, not showing. Instead of them yeah. showing us who she is, she is constantly telling us who she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I am ambitious, and I think love means power. And it's I'm like, a oh. bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. <laughs> but this, I, this is where I noted, like, this whole thing is very unfair to Anne, and it makes... For a fun villain story, but, like, this woman actually was probably not a villain, really, and 
in fact, was, like, a victim of this narcissistic man's whims as much as his other wives were. Um, The clown comes back to bite. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. When Anne's first quickie husband, new wife, asks for an annulment because she finds out about their little quickie Vegas marriage and a consummation. Um, and Henry asks Mary whether he can trust Anne. So he's like, I found out your sister had lied to me about something kind of big. Like, can I trust her? And she's like, yeah, you know, I don't want, I don't want any smoke. Like, let's, I'm going to try to make peace here. So, uh, he sets about trying to get a divorce from Catherine at Anne's urging. They make it seem like Anne's like, you know what? Your bitch wife is never going to give you a son. And... You know, yeah, getting a divorce would mean you'd have to leave the Catholic faith, but like they're super corrupt anyways. Like a commonly this is a held win, belief. Win, win, win. You know. <laughs> yeah. So Catherine tries super to shame Henry corrupt. for the whole mess and she's like, "You know that the bullshit charges you're bringing up against me about having So Catherine of Aragon had married Henry's older brother Arthur first, mm-hmm. but when they were very, very young. And Arthur died Everybody involved is like those two never slept together. They were literal children. Like there was not a consummation in that marriage. And so that's why Catherine was able to marry Henry. And by all accounts, they loved each other very much for the first 10, 15 years of their marriage. But Mm -hmm. then once she kept having miscarriages and um, stillbirths, then suddenly he was like, shit clock is really ticking here. So anyways, she's like, you know that I'm a good woman. And like, that I didn't lie to you about this and that I am completely blameless here and you're just doing this because you want this new wife. So then, this is super messed up. Henry gets mad at Anne for suggesting this whole ball of wax and he rapes her. Oh, yeah. I think I was probably doing something else at this point. Okay, he says, like, you will show me that this was worth my time. Oh, yeah. It's super... So gnarly. And, like, not that... I think TV shows and movies still are too casual about fully portraying rape. Uh-huh. Game of Thrones. Like, y'all didn't have to do that. Y- you just didn't. You didn't need to do yeah. that. But, like, I think in 2008 they were like, and then, and then, look at that. Oh, it was, like, the, the plot. Right. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so upsetting to watch. So they get married when she's visibly pregnant, which I didn't realize that, yeah, she was five months pregnant with... Elizabeth when they got married. That's sort of surprising. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Elizabeth is born a few months later, and as soon as he sees her, he goes, if we can have a healthy daughter, we can have a healthy son. Uh, excuse me? Can you believe this bag of shit that you bought ended up smelling? Right. Basically, like, that's what, <laughs> right. what this... You sold him on this whole thing, according to this movie, sure. about, like, your wife is not going to have you a boy. Okay, well, then you better be prepared to have you a boy. Are you going to be about that action when I see you? <laughs> like, so Anne has a breakdown because she's a new mom. She's tired. He's toxic as hell. Um, and she tells Mary that it's hard to get him aroused these days and hints that she has to do embarrassing things for both of them, which I'm like, at this time, do you just mean a blowgy? Because I'm so curious. Like, mine went straight to just hitting boobs. <laughs> just hitting your boobs. <laughs> I just have to do the most embarrassing things. <laughs> You just had to run around naked to the Benny Hill thing. <laughs> 300 years before it was written. But. I had to do embarrassing things. It's like doing balloon animals topless. <laughs> it makes me read tongue twister. I have to do karaoke. <laughs> oh, no. Man. So, but, like, in my head, I always imagined that he was super duper duper into her. Like... 
could not bear because the thought he, of not being with her. Uh, yeah, like, you know, broke from years yes, of orthodoxy. Exactly. Yeah. But this movie, and I guess looking at the timing of it all, kind of this might be true, um, this movie makes it seem like right before he marries her, he's like, shit. <laughs> and um, that he was super into her until, like, I thought he was into her until he decided he wasn't, she wasn't giving him a baby and, mm-hmm. like, he moves on. But this makes it seem like Truly, as soon as they were married, he was... And before then, he so was, like... like the end of the graduate. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like, he's nasty, period. So, once again, villain Uncle Thomas lays out the stakes for the audience's benefit. If she loses this baby, or has a stillborn, he'll move he's, on. He's, um... He's, like, the Terry O'Brien yeah. color commentary of yes, this movie. exactly. Sad and day like, for the royal family. We, <laughs> we got it. You know, yeah. we got it. So Anne has a miscarriage, but she only tells her siblings, and she doesn't dare tell Henry because she's like, he already thinks. I'm like, she says a witch, and I'm like, where'd you get that from? That was not, we hadn't discussed that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) I have not seen those terms. Um, But so she's like, George, you have to help me. And he's like, what? And like, watching it come over all of their faces, what she's suggesting is so gross. And I also understand why Mary had to be in there. <laughs> right. Why do you... And so Mary's like, this is monstrous. Like, you cannot do this. I'm leaving. And, like, so George and Anne are, like, really thinking about having him get her pregnant before Henry knows that she miscarried the other baby. Maybe nobody will know. Right. Girl, and also, that's, like, assuming that it works the first time. Well, obviously, the only How many times to this is to... To boff your brother. Right. How many times are you planning on doing that until you got pregnant? That's are there so... no other men who would maybe help with this? Nobody? Nobody? I mean, Nobody. I guess you probably don't want, like, word getting out because Henry could kill you. Like, you have to, it has to be someone you trust. I mean, like, what would one use as a turkey baster in this situation? I don't even know. That's a great question. And also, your kid's going to come out with, like, an arm on their head if it's right. your brother. <laughs> right. It's going to be Quipertiplex. It's going to be Quipertiplex, the no. most famous character played by Rachel Dratch. I had to search so long it's to so find hard. that. And no one knows what No one knows what I'm talking about. about. And, girl, I went to a party on Halloween <laughs> in 2016 as Quipertiplex. <laughs> Little, I forgot you did that baby too. arm on my head. <laughs> and so I was wild. like, everyone will love my costume and, and, you know, Craig's is cute or whatever. But Craig's was like, oh, yeah, ha, funny pun. He was um, Cold Stone Steve Austin. Oh, oh, that's and great. And wore a little apron that said Ice Cream 316. Mm, okay. Whatever. But I was so proud of my Quipertiplex. And, and it was and like, like hey. oh, uh, ew, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> Famed weekend update guest, Rachel Dratch's Quipertiplex. <laughs> She's just funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, they try to sleep together. George breaks down sobbing, and he's like, I can't do it. But, unfortunately, his wife, Juno Temple herself, mm-hmm. is sneaking around, trying to spy. She's being Harriet the Spy. Mm-hmm. And she sees just enough to be dangerous. She does not see the breakdown. There's beauty no. in the breakdown. <laughs> you know what's terrifying is that you just stopped looking in the middle distance <laughs> to look me dead in the eye while singing Fru Fru. And I didn't ask for that. <laughs> but didn't you, though? No, I really didn't. <laughs> um, it was a blessing that you didn't see. <laughs> Angels are looking out for you, girl. 11 <laughs> So, um, oh, no. uh, anyways, she goes to tell right away like she's like you guys i saw something escandalo so um and gets called before the privy council and is unanimously convicted um in the book apparently the order of this is a little bit different to the book um in this uh, with a scene about her 
getting pregnant with her brother, like scheming about it, is non-existent, and the incest charge comes from Henry hearing that their mis or their miscarried baby was deformed. And so he's like, you're not giving me a baby and deformed. Did I hear incest? Like, he's just trying to stack the deck against her. Okay. Which I think is probably more where that would have come from. So the movie thought it would be spicier and a little treat for us. Yeah, for her to pretend like she was about to go have sex with her brother. Fun. A little something fun. Oh, I forgot to tell you at the top, listener, this was a Scott Rudin production. Why do I know that name? So he is currently uh, the Hollywood Reporter's new... Uh, expose subject because he has apparently been an abusive boss forever. He's not like Harvey Weinstein's sexual abuse level. He's like physical abuse throwing things at his employees. Okay. Uh, and apparently just extremely toxic environment. Very interesting read if you want to. Oh yeah, I've seen this guy. Yeah. Um, while we're on the subject, did anything ever come of Army Hammer? Because it feels like... I just saw a TikTok about that last night. and was like, I feel like we glazed over the I him eating people thing. I think we got played. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, when Anne goes before the Privy Council, she is unanimously convicted, including, like, the final vote is her uncle. Um, so, George is beheaded, and Mary goes to Henry, like, after that. She's like, I heard it's too late for my brother, but, like, please don't kill my sister. Like... You don't have to do this. You could just send, you could pardon her and send her to a nunnery. She'll be out of your hair, whatever. And he acts like he's going to go along with that. And he's like, sure, whatever. So Mary goes to tell Anne that. And she's like, listen, like, you know, you're, you're fine. He's not going to kill you. You're mm-hmm. going to, it's going to be a whole rigmarole. And then he's going to get to show how like clement he is. And then you're going to go to a nunnery. I like have spared you. And, she says, Anne says, they say he's with Jane Seymour now. Is that true? And Mary says, no. And she goes, thank you. A generous lie. So sad. It's almost like Anne does know she is. I don't yeah. know, though. They do. She does seem to be surprised, too. Yeah. So uh, Mary is in the crowd watching this, and she keeps expecting Henry to call it off. But, like, at the end, like, Anne's been giving this little speech, like, trying to kill time. Mary gets a letter from guards, delivered from guards from Henry, and it says, um, basically, like, nice try. That was pretty cute what you tried there. I spared you because I respect you, but don't you come back here. And uh, so that's pretty clear that Anne's going to be executed, and she is. And uh, it's real sad. And then Mary goes to the palace, even though he just said, girl, did you not read? Mm. Do you not see what happened to your sister? Right. And she grabs Elizabeth the baby like she's gonna take her somewhere this is mine now girl that didn't happen either um and they make it look like this is a nine month old but elizabeth was two years and eight months old that's my main problem with the movie i was mainly, glad you said that mainly I'm glad you said that when her mother was executed so she would have been old enough to like know you know Ugh. like that her mom was gone public beheadings are like such a crazy thing to think about i know public execution at all is like really truly a scary concept it's so scary any execution. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Certainly. I think there's just something a little sick about being like, we know you want to watch it. Right. You it know? is so gross. And like, they were right. They're all people did. wanted to watch it. I mean, they were bored. Mm, pretty bored. Pretty bored. But yeah. that, I'm not, that's pretty gross still. Yeah. So Thomas Boleyn, their dad, they had like the final goodbye notes at the end, kind of like an 80s movie. Where oh, it's yeah. Like, Here's what happened. So their dad was the, disgraced the, and died oh, two years I'm later. Hopeful. Yes, I am. For today. Um, their scheming uncle went to prison later on, and then his son, his grandson, and his great-grandson were all eventually executed for treason. Why do they keep letting that family participate? I don't know. At they some point. Trying. A partipredact. 
I participate. Robert and Scavern. Participate reminded me of our. Oh, okay. Was, I was just wondering. I was like, wait, is that actually like a word? No. Remember that I was that audio about you that loved? Audio. Robert and Scavern. <laughs> Robert and Scavern. Well, the one I loved was the I live inside you forever. forever. No! <laughs> what happened to that one? They all just disappeared. That was fun. No, you know what hasn't is. Something ride with me with my baby. yeah that one won't go away it's still there. Um, so anyways, in a callback to the opening shots, there's three kids playing in a field, but this time instead of it being George, Mary, and Anne Boleyn, it is Mary's kids. The two kids that I don't know. I guess she had one with her second husband in this storyline. In reality, she had two kids with her first husband, something Carrie, the Benedict Cumberbatch character. And in this, the novel, they make it seem that those are both Henry's children. Mm-hmm. They just have her have one with Henry in the movie. And they also make it seem like her being his mistress is a very short, like, she has one of his babies and then they're done. But in reality, she was a mistress, not probably not his sole one, for probably a while. Yeah. Um, and most scholars do not believe that her children are Henry's. You know, I guess, I guess, who knows, but they're claimed to be Carrie's. Mm-hmm. Her son was in The Lord Chamberlain's Men with Shakespeare. Like, he was one of Shakespeare's actors. Oh! Oh! Isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then this frozen shot at the end, the final shot, is, like, freeze frame on... It's not even... It's, like, a blurry shot. It's not a good shot of, like, that, little that, Elizabeth. And it's, like... shot was good in this movie. No shots were good. It's little Elizabeth, and it's, like... You know, Anne had the last laugh because uh, the longest reigning monarch in British history, which is no longer the case now, or at the I time, know, I guess that disappointing. At the time, it no, was it was true at the time. Victoria, no, Victoria was longest because I felt that way after young Victoria, and I was like, "Come on, Elizabeth, go on and kick it." But now Elizabeth's long. But oh, okay. all their longest reigning monarchs have been women. It was like Elizabeth, and then well, she held yeah, the, the total thing until Victoria, and then Victoria held it until Elizabeth. But Anyways, um, yeah, it's like she was queen for 43 years. Huh. And that's that on that. Um, this movie is so bad. I really don't feel like that is Anne getting the last laugh at no, all. No, it's not. <laughs> she died when she was 36, 35 years old. But you know like, what? Laughs on everyone because her daughter lived. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Anyways, um, do you have any additional thoughts regarding this flick? Man, I feel like the costumes were giving very medieval times. Yeah. Um, it's not like they were wrong. It was just like they're so clean. Yeah, they were really clean. Really You're clean right. costumes. Did you notice at the beginning when the, the two sisters were walking around and they were wearing matching robes? Did you catch that? Oh, I did. And how, <laughs> the like, morning after Mary's wedding. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's like a sister dynamic that I don't quite get in movies where they're like, tell me everything about sex and spend me no details. Because it's like... Ew. Ew. I don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> Get a Ew. job. Own a Stop business. It. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, there's a lot more things I'd rather talk about with you than that. Sure. It's just Absolutely. gnarly. Also, these two, <clears throat> like, they're not very supportive sisters. No, they made it seem like, <clears throat> oh, these two goofy Gusses are best pals till the end for, like, five minutes. And then it was, like, in two strange women who've never met each other. Right, exactly. Very weird. Also, they, they felt like they'd been raised in different homes. Yeah. Scarlett's hair and that matching kimono scene. And make no mistake, it looked like a kimono. Yeah. Um, was She had those, like, two, like, long, like, original Nelly Furtado braids. <laughs> they got so skinny yeah, at the, the first end. Nelly Furtado. <laughs> yes. They got we'll so, talk about this, actually, and Gen yeah. Z will never understand that there were two Nelly Furtados. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the same person, but two... No, prove it. 
<laughs> the veil was there drawn. Was, there was one Nelly Furtado who came out in the 2000s. It was like, I like that. I loved that song. Such a good song. Yeah. Um, I said, and then she turned like, off the lights. And then literally no nuance. Yeah. Next one, promiscuous girl. Yeah. That was a weird time. It was a weird shift, I think. Yeah, because she was kind of doing like a borderline like quirky girl kind of thing. It was an Alanis yeah. uh, type beat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say that twice <laughs> today. Um, yeah, it would... You know, that's such a huge shift. I feel like uh, the late 90s and like... Where is Nelly Furtado? Where have you gone, Nelly Furtado? Well, where are they? I oh. don't know. <laughs> a lonely nation turns its head to you. <laughs> Not that. That's what, that's, I've been telling everyone we're so divided because Nelly Furtado <laughs> is <laughs> She's 42. She's uh, still, she could do it. Yeah. B3, she's beautiful. B3 is due out soon. Wait, okay, so how old was she when, what? Okay, the first Nelly Furtado. <laughs> For like a bird. When did that one put that one Let's out? Let's see. Uh, Whoa Nelly came out in. Yeah, I remember it being named uh, Whoa Nelly. <laughs> 2000. So she was quite young at that point. Well, 21 could, years old. Okay, and then she, by the time she was going through her ex loose. Tina Dirty. Loose. She, when she became came out loose. in 2006. It was such a quick turnaround. In my mind, I was like, Nelly Furtado disappeared. Well, this is a classic, like, there were two Avril's. Yeah. You know, um, we have we have two Nelly Furtados. I also, I love the uh, Eminem body double theory. Wait, what? There are people who are like, Eminem actually died in 2000. Look, this guy doesn't look like Eminem. The same thing with Avril. I l- and Paul McCartney. I honestly love these theories. I read like, a full book on the Paul McCartney one. And I, I, fully I think they're in. all, you, you are? Mm-hmm. You think this is the second Paul? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I just, it wasn't the time. I wrote a report on it. Interesting. Yeah. I think those f- things are very kooky and fun to read. I'm like, let's see what, what evidence y'all have. But, like... Oh, Justin for, Trudeau. That one, I believe. That one is interesting. For some reason, TikTok has decided that I want to hear every Swifties weird, crazy fan theories about why we're getting for Everwood. Like a, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I only care about Kaylor. Right. I, I would love I would love to hear any and all Taylor is gay or bi right. evidence. I love that I find fascinating. What I don't care about is is she I believe she's gonna drop another album on in three days. Like we'll see. But that's if she the, does on that's Friday. The sick relationship Taylor Swift has with right. her fans. Right. Is she's the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. You riddle me this. When is if you're gonna answer my riddles three? <laughs> she is like well oh uh, I was yeah, she's a Sagittarius. Oh, chaos. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She has a song called The Archer. Yeah. You know, this, it, She loves it, like, you know, using both numerology and the Sumeric alphabet. <laughs> I have decided to leave a trail and that I will be releasing a B-side remaster on this date. It's nuts. I mean, like, people are getting so granular about it. Like, specifically, yeah, B- remasters. Like, yeah. I'm like, you guys, it's... It sucks so bad that she's having to go back and re-record all of these. That's like double the work, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't care when they are released. When they are, I'll listen to those instead of the Scooter Braun version. Sure, no problem. But um, they happen when they happen, right. you know. Right. Now, I, let us not stress. I for the day we, the seed is planted is not the day that it comes to fruit. Exactly. And I am a gardener, and I'm I am more interested potentially in you know folklore and. Um, Evermore being a trilogy. Yeah. That's interesting. You have different priorities. Rosewood? Like, what is this one supposed to be called? Rosewood, I think that's right. But like, I don't, 
I, it, the, it was overkill. I finally told TikTok, show me less videos like this. Oh, I, I, I love to do that because they don't know enough. me anymore. No. We, and it's good. It's good. It gets, you want to keep me them on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I keep trying to be like, show me farmers. Show me farmers. Yeah. And they're like, we don't think you deserve it. <laughs> you, no. You city girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a garden. <laughs> show me gardeners then. Yeah. Try that. Start yeah. small. I do. Uh, there is a there's a cute little gardener girl in Florida who I like. Oh, we love to see it. She's doing great. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Next week. Yeah. So we um, we have two options, and yeah. I'd like you to dial eight 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 idle. Text to it, tell us which text, one you want. Text Pearl in all caps if you would like to watch Pearl Harbor. <laughs> if we want to keep on the Smooth Brain series. <laughs> um, text uh brother at 888 idol if you would like um oh brother where art thou i oh wow only 20 year difference we got the results in oh my goodness you guys texted my god it was so razor thin but um the results were pearl harbor oh my god (laughs) which is a great thing congratulations sanjaya (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be out of town this weekend so Uh let's give you a real light lift for this oh, yeah, movie, it is, but it is like three hours long. Okay. Oh, we you might know have what? to. We ha- might have to bump our recording schedule. We'll you talk. know what? We don't have to do that movie then if we don't want to because no, it's three like, hours long. I don't oh, watch three hour long movies. You're not gonna do that. I mean, the first cassette of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I I could if I had to. It's just like, why the hell is it three hours and four minutes? No, we're not watching that. We're not watching that. Oh, brother, where art thou? And that's oh, we're great. watching. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, there you if are. I don't have time to rewatch it, I know the movie basically by heart. So. Right, exactly. Well, the reason that I thought about this one again, we had talked about it a while ago and then didn't ever end up watching it. One hour and forty eight minutes, so respectable. Um, is that? Uh, Frances McDormand famously won her third Best Actress Oscar the other night, and uh, I was reading her Wikipedia, and she and Holly Hunter were roommates when they lived in New York. So and they cute. were roommates. Yeah. And so it's fun that Holly Hunter has been in some Coen Brothers flicks, as has Frances herself. They were together in Raising Arizona. Collectively, they probably took maybe 20 minutes to get ready in the morning. Oh, Absolutely. They Never shared a chapstick. The they shared a chapstick, girl. Yeah. I mean, those those are some sturdy girls. Sturdy girls. They are sturdy. Fran- Franny really just like woke up and was like, guess I'll hit this Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go. <laughs> I don't know. Tell who's there. <laughs> Do you know she's, um, I think, the only person who is undefeated of the people with like the record numbers of best actor Oh, like awards. the proportion of like one nominated to one. Yeah. For the best actress category, she has never lost it when she's been nominated. So she's been nominated three times and won all three. She's the GOAT. Incredible. I love her. Um, I Did you know that the director, Chloe Zhao, is it Chloe Zhao? Chloe Zhao, yeah. Uh, called her Fern the other Aww. night. No, no, it was an accident. Oh, like, is that the character's name? I don't know. Yeah. She said something like, oh yeah, and Fern over here. But then like, um, Frances McDormand was like, no, it's it's Fran. Uh, interesting. Fran. Let's look this up, though, because I don't want to look like a a fool. Well. If it's, if the name is Fern in that sad movie, I'm not going to watch. Oh, man. I, and I feel like I should, but I just don't have the. The movie should not feel like bandwidth. The bandwidth. Okay, yeah, the character's name is Fern. Yeah. That makes more sense. But yeah, the the vibe was very like, um, no, it's like not my name. 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so um, I don't know, girls. Like, watch Pearl Harbor for fun if you want to. Yeah, but that's three or hours and four minutes. We're the first VHS. Not doing that. Yeah, we're doing gonna that. watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which is um, that's a film. Just about half the length too. And and it's got John Goodman. That soundtrack. It's got Tim Blake Nelson. Best soundtrack. It's got George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Anyways, have fun with that, you guys. Um, until next week. Bye. Bye.